A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In his homily for the 11th week of Ordinary Time, Father discusses what the Jewish Feast of Pentecost has to do with us today. I imagine most of you are aware that the word Pentecost comes from the word, Greek word Pentecosta, which means literally 50. The reason why we say Pentecost, we use the term Pentecost as Fifty days after the resurrection. You might be thinking, Father, it's not been fifty days after the resurrection. That happened three weeks ago. Yes, I'm aware of that. However, before we had Pentecost, as we understand it, the Israelite people celebrated their own version of Pentecost, which is also a fifty-day period. They didn't call it Pentecost. It was called the Festival of Shavuot. Called the Week of Weeks, Harvest Time. They call it the Week of Weeks, or the Festival of Weeks, is because it was a period of seven weeks, one week is seven days, times seven, which means 49 days. So the next day would start the Festival of Shavuot. It was a harvest festival where they celebrated God's bounty and His goodness. Well, back in the days of, or the Jewish days after Jesus had. Ascended, 70 AD, we know that the temple was destroyed by the Romans. And all of the major festivals were always done at the temple. When the temple was destroyed, they no longer could gather for those special festivals, so they started making them into a spiritual festival rather than simply a physical one. And Jewish tradition has it that this feast of Shavuot that they celebrate was not just about harvest. Fifty days after the most important day of the Jewish calendar, which is Passover, is when Moses receives the Ten Commandments by God. Why am I bringing this up? Well, our first reading today actually talks about that moment right before Moses goes up the mountain. It is that moment when God gathers together the twelve tribes of Israel and calls Moses up to give him the law. Given the words of the covenant, which are inscribed on the tablets that he receives. By the way, a little side note, the two tablets contain more than just the Ten Commandments. They contain the fullness of the covenant relationship in which the Ten Commandments were significant. And we know how the story goes. Moses goes up the mountain, receives them. He's up there for 40 days. The people get a little bit irritated. It's taken him so long. Which I'm sure that you can all appreciate, because after about 15 minutes, you start to get irritated because I'm taking too long in my homily. When Moses comes back down the mountain, what have they done? They built a golden calf. In his anger, he smashes the tablets on the side of the mountain. 
But he doesn't do this just to signify he's a little bit irritated. He does this to tell the people you have broken covenant with God. In your betrayal of his commands, you've already shattered that covenant. So he breaks the covenant that is written on the tablets. Thankfully, God's a merciful God. After inflicting punishment on them, He called Moses back up the mountain and He gets new tablets so they can enter that covenant again. So what does this have to do with us? In our gospel today, Jesus gathers His twelve apostles. What is He doing? The same thing that God had done with Moses and His people on the mountain. He gathers together the twelve tribes by the twelve apostles. And he calls them together so we are going to redo and make that covenant all over again in a new and better way. But before that can happen, we have to gather the people together. We have to heal them so they can be ready to receive the law. See, every time Moses went up the mountain to talk to God, he always said the people have to be purified so they can be ready to receive the gift of God. So that's why he tells the apostles, you must go out, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, drive out demons. And the reason why he mentions these four things is because these are the four conditions that caused people the days of Jesus to be outcast from society. They could not worship in the temple. If you were sick, it meant that you were a sinner. You need to be reconciled. If you were dead, it's really hard to get to the temple, so that was the ultimate outcast. If you're a leper, you were not allowed in the community. And if you were possessed, you were also thrown out and oftentimes chained to something to keep people from you. And so what he's doing, he says, you need to gather my people back together to bring them back into the community so that the new law can be given, a new law that was given at Pentecost of his people. Because the same thing happens at Pentecost that happened in the mountain with Moses in a more powerful way. When Moses goes up the mountain to encounter God, it's a reflection of Jesus going up the true mountain to ascend to the heavens. When Jesus goes up to ascension, what does he do? He sends down the Holy Spirit to write the law all over again. But the new law of Christ. And no longer being written on tablets of stone. It's written on the human heart. Pentecost was that great theophany moment when God gathers the people together to give them the new laws. But now, it's not going to be something that people have to read on a tablet. I expect it to be read on your hearts. We know this because Ezekiel promises. God tells Ezekiel, I will give my people a new heart and take away their stony hearts give them hearts of flesh, then they will be my people. And in Jeremiah, he is told by God, no longer will the law be far away. I will inscribe the law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they will be my people. We are the people. Pentecost, that law was indeed written on the human heart, because Scripture tells us that the church is not made of stone or rock, 
but of living stone of which we are those stones. As the Spirit came down to describe the new covenant upon our hearts, so we become the new tablets, so people can read the wonder of God, the law of God, the desire of God through us. We are called to be that law to go out into the world, to heal the people, to draw them into that relationship. The purpose of God gathering together a nation of Israel was so that the whole world would become part of that one nation. The reason why Jesus Christ brought together the Catholic Church was to make the whole world Catholic. So that all of us share together one people, one faith, one worship, one God, united in Him. And that is part of our responsibility to go out and bring the lost sheep into the fold of Christ. Because we are all part of this flock. But we have specially been chosen, just like the nation of Israel was specifically chosen. And I'm going to give you a little reminder, everybody. It's not an option for you. God chose you. You did not choose Him. Recall when Jesus called together the twelve apostles. He didn't say, hey, Peter, hey, John. I've got this niche ministry. How would you like to handle it? He said, come follow me. It wasn't a question. It was a command. And upon our baptism, that same command was given to us. We were chosen and marked by God to be His people. The confirmation was sealed, absolutely. And every time we come before our Lord in Holy Communion, we are re-entering into that covenant relationship. Where Jesus offers Himself to us. But we are also supposed to be offering ourselves to Him. Renewing that covenant. Telling our Lord Jesus, I will follow you, Jesus. You will be my God and I will be your people. I will be the new law that the world reads. They will see your commands through my life, through my words, my actions, my thoughts. No more will the world have to read things on a tablet. They'll know them through my love. That is who we are called to be. And we don't live that life of love. We don't become those people of sacrificial giving. We don't become those people of compassion that imitate the love of Christ. And we become a broken tablet. And you can't read the law on a broken tablet. Our hearts were meant to be whole, to express to the world the power of God's covenantal love, to draw all people into that relationship where everybody can point one united in the love of God so that we can all share His beauty and His goodness. Pentecost was not simply a moment in time, it was a moment for eternity. We are the living stone of the church. The law was written on our hearts to go out and express to the world what God wants, what He desires, what He longs for. Are we going to be that living law? Are we going to be a broken tablet? Just in the days of old, people needed God. 
They still need a leader now more than ever. If they're going to know God, they're not going to read it from a book. They're not going to get it from a catechism. They're going to get it from our hearts. But our heart can't teach the law if our heart doesn't live the law. Our heart can't express love if it's not one of the things.